How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my dad and my co-host, Noel Teal. What's going on, bud? Nothing much. It is an exciting week. Um, Do you see the smile on my face? Yes, I do. Why is there a smile on my face, AJ? It is the first round of the fantasy football playoffs. And what better of a matchup than to be me against you in the big money league? Listen... It shouldn't have been that way. No, it shouldn't have. I should have been the number one seed, Mm -hmm. but my own Cowboys screwed me. Yep. And now I have to play you, who's the hottest team in the league. I mean, the fantasy gods just... They like like, you. Like, what are the odds that, you know, we start a podcast together, Mm -hmm. year one, and I've never made the playoffs in this specific lead in, like, four years. And I won it last year. And you won won the whole thing last year. Mm -hmm. And the first time I make the playoffs, and I've won eight out of the last nine... And you were about to get the number one seed overall. And the Cowboys fail you, and now you gotta play me. And we're gonna break it down and, later. And, and we'll break it down. Yeah, we're but, gonna break but, it down. But it's not looking it's not looking too good for you just off the bat. We got a long way to go. Uh also we gotta break down week 14 of the NFL. Uh give you all our picks and our fantasy matchups for the games this Sunday. And we have news. We got news. We got lots of news. Lots for the first news. time in a couple weeks, Paul George signing an extension. We'll break that down. Did he deserve his big money? Uh, ESPN, they uh, they released a top 100 list of the top 100 NBA players for the 2021 season. A little controversial. A little? And and some 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 names and it some names in some places that I am not happy with. I'm not happy with. Okay. And we we're gonna have to, to discuss those uh, shortly. Yep. And also Ohio State catching a break from the Big Ten. We'll talk some college football. We got a lot of stuff to break down. Let's run it. Let's start with our news and our headlines from the weekend sports. And we got a bunch uh, for, for this episode. Let's start with Paul George. Uh, okay. came, came out yesterday news. He signed a five-year, $226 million max extension with the Clippers. I uh, had one year left on his deal for this year uh, at $35.4 million. Mm-hmm. His extension overall is four years under $90 million. That adds up hundred and ninety million to the two hundred and twenty-six million. Yes, is this insane? I I don't think it's insane. I know you, you don't because I'm looking in your room and there's a PG thirteen so, jersey from Oklahoma. There's a PG thirteen from Indiana jersey. So so we are we are uh, we're Orlando Magic fans. I'm I'm not a Clippers fan. No, but you are a PG thirteen fan. Pete. Pete for, for those that don't know, Paul George is my favorite basketball player. And I'm going to stick with Paul George, but 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 it's not for the reason I just like him. Paul George is, a, is one of the best basketball players in the league. Last year was his worst season as a pro mm-hmm. by far. Yeah. And in the playoffs, he was... He pretty much... The whole team did not play great. Yeah. He pretty much single-handedly gave the Clippers no shot. Yeah. In that in that in in the playoffs, in the bubble. So you have 
you have the option. You gave up like four first rounders, gave up your your future in, in Shea Gilgis, Gilgis Alexander for him. You had to sign him. I get that you had, had to sign, sign him. him. I get it. Okay, but the numbers are starting to get almost hysterical. Yeah. Like, I mean, th- they're starting to pay these guys $45, $50 million a year. It's insane. C- can I just go over the, uh, uh, what do you call it, injury history of Paul George mm-hmm. just in the last two and a half years? Okay? Yeah. Uh, okay, here we go. Pull groin, right hip contusion, sore knee, right hip, right quad contusion, pulled shoulder, left shoulder soreness, shoulder tear, right shoulder impingement, hamstring, torn hamstring, hamstring. I mean, it's like this guy is falling apart. No, he's... This is the thing about Paul Jordan's been forever. It's injuries, and it's just... It's in the big moments, in the the clutch situations. Can he... He he hasn't won. That's the thing about Paul Jordan. Paul George has... He's a top 10 talent in in the NBA. You can make the argument that he's a top 10 talent. He has just never... hold, Hold on, hold on. Stop. He has just never won. I understand that. But are we going back to 2014 Paul George or 2020 Paul George as a top 10 talent? Paul George can be. There, there's a reason. You don't trade four first-round picks and Shea Gilgis-Alexander and some other you know key uh, rebuild guys that they were trying to get for anything but what could be. Paul George is a lights-out shooter, a, a top-five defender at full strength in the NBA. He can shoot the three. He can drive. And, and with him and Kawhi, they were pairing up arguably the two best defenders in the league as well as two great offensive players. And that was the strategy that they were going to bring. Did it look like it jived? It, it didn't. But but you have to understand, new coach. Yeah. No more Doc Rivers. No more Doc Rivers. Mm-hmm. New coach will is going to have to set some 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 boundaries and some some leadership to to get these guys gelling together they have paul george who hopefully can come back and play better than he did because if he doesn't the, paul george last year was terrible his but, worst season by far i know he has to come back if he's better this team can easily get to the western conference final it has the the talent also Kawhi was not as good as he was when he won the finals he needs to be better as well Agreed. offensively he was he had you know shooting percentages that were were much lower than than they expected. Absolutely, but here's my problem. He's 30 years old, mm-hmm. right? They've extended him till when he's going to be 35. Since 2014, when he had that compound gruesome leg injury when he's playing for Team USA, mm-hmm. he's not been the same guy. He's not as dominant as he was. Mm-hmm. He can't take over a game. Like yes, once in a blue moon he'll put up 38, 40 points and have a great game, mm-hmm. but. Game in and game out, he is not that player. He's secondary or tertiary to uh, Kawhi Leonard and um, uh, what should we call it? Uh, Lou Will and yeah, yeah, Lou and Williams. Guys so I mean, I, just to pay that guy that kind of money seems ridiculous. I don't know. I can't get over it. No, they had to do it, and if he can come back, the player he was, because Oklahoma City, he was still great. He was still a great player. But you're paying forty five million dollars to a guy who puts up twenty one points a game. He'll come back. Okay. I have faith in Paul George that he'll come back better. He better be a 28 to 30 point scorer for, to earn that kind of money. Well, he's also got Kawhi on the team. He's, he can't put up all the shots. Guess what? Score 120. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's talk other NBA players. And by okay. other NBA players, I mean 
the top 100 NBA players. I love these lists. They're so arbitrary. These, these, some, a part of me thinks ESPN releases these lists and the people making them are like, let's do, like, let's put, let's put this guy here so it trends on Twitter. Or let's put this guy here. Totally. Why else would they do it? It's just, it, it's, it's, it got everybody going crazy and obviously we have to talk about it. Yep. Let's talk about the notables on the top 100 players in the NBA for the 2020-2021 season. Yep. Let's pinpoint a few. Let's start with the top 10 for the list. And yep. let's and let's break it down. Okay. Top four is LeBron James in order. LeBron James is one, Davis, Anthony Davis two, Giannis three, and Luka Doncic four. Can you argue that top four? No. I don't think you can. I mean, you could... You could play around, maybe right. You flip. could put Giannis could Giannis over LeBron, but or, or no, no, you can't. You could put Giannis over Anthony Davis. You can't put anybody over LeBron. In my opinion, I mean, I'm not, I'm not arguing. Okay, what I'm, I'm saying I'm is, you arguing. can. I'm, inter- I'm saying if the, someone did, you, it's not like this crazy. No, the top three guys thing. you can interchange, but they are the top three guys yeah. in the league. And then Luca's at four. How could you do that? He's he's get he's you know catching up to every uh, everyone else. Yeah, and now he's at four. The rest of the top ten, Kawhi at five. Kevin Durant at six, Damian Lillard at seven. I sorry, I, can't. I, I laughed a yes. little. Sorry, uh, Steph Curry at eight, uh, the best point guard of all time. Steph Curry at eight. Sorry, yep. uh, James Harden nine, and Nikola Jokic at ten. Okay, so, so let's I, start with that. I got three really problems with those bottom of that 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 right. second half. I think we can agree on the first one with Damian. Let's talk about Damian Lillard. Damian seven. Lillard is not the seventh best player in the league. He's like the tenth or eleventh. I you can't Damian, put you can't put Steph Curry and James Harden underneath Damian Lillard. I mean, so so here's the thing about Damian Lillard in my Damian Lillard is a great player. He is a great player. Sure. The problem with Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard, I would put in a category. He is better than the players I'm about to list, but he's in the category, and I'll explain in a minute. Donovan Mitchell, mm-hmm. Jamal Murray, a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Uh. Jimmy Butler, yeah, and and the thing in common with those guys are is inconsistency. Mm-hmm. Damian Lillard will go off one, you know, one or two games for seventy points. You know, like he's had games. He has like the one of the some of the top scoring games of all time with yeah. 70, 60. and and he'll and he'll hit clutch moments like against the Thunder where he hit the half court shot, which is one of the greatest shots ever. Sure, but he is so. He is he is good for two games. He's good for three games to, to put up fifty. He's a defensive liability. Mm-hmm. He is on and in other games he sometimes doesn't even show up. And and that's the reason that that they are they have never gotten to a Western Conference final or a or a final is because if he doesn't show up, the team is doomed. Listen, I get all that and Hard. The hard part is you don't see him play enough mm-hmm. because he's in the Pacific Northwest. Right. But then there's four other guys that I would put above him. I would put Steph Curry above him. Definitely. Steph Curry's the best point guard of all time. And there's yep. you, you. The only person you could bait is Magic Johnson, which I would. I, I can't really. Really. You, you could put John Stockton in there too, from a pure point guard perspective. Right. But Listen, Steph Curry's the best shooting player of, of all, all time. time. Right. So you got Curry, Harden, Jokic, Tatum, and then you get to Butler. I think. You, you can't I think put, Damian Lillard is better than Butler. Those four guys, Harden, Jokic, Curry, and Tatum, are all better than Lillard. By far, totally. in my opinion. First of all, Harden should be number seven behind Durant. Mm-hmm. right? Then Steph Curry, mm-hmm. and then Tatum, right. before you get to Lillard or Jokic. I agree. Uh, another person, as we go uh, farther down the list, Ben Simmons. 
It shouldn't he's be on that list at all. 16. Oh, that's insane. 16. He's so overhyped and over... Like, so, he is so I overrated. Wish I, I wish I had a uh, podcast back in... When did he graduate? 2016? 2017? 16? Somewhere around Something, there. Yeah. I was the biggest Ben Simmons hater in the world. He can't the, shoot. Hold on. In the world. Yeah. I was the biggest hater. Hate it. When, when he was projected, you know, going number one overall, I was like... I, I watched him at LSU. I watched him in college. Was yeah. he... Was he good? Yes, he was good because he was a six ten point guard playing college basketball, and, and he could if take you're gonna it, do that, and he could take it and to the hoop, it, and nobody could and stop him. Dunk on on guys that yeah. that weren't NBA players, and yeah. that's great. Was he? Did I ever think he was going to be a great player? No. Is he a great player? He is not a great player yet. Yeah. If he could develop a jump shot, which has been the story, you know, this is not like we're not breaking down anything. This is just facts. Yep. If he could develop a jump shot, he'd be a very good player. But if he can't, he is very he's, – he's not versatile. No. Nope. You don't have to guard him outside. No. And and he clogs the middle. And, and Joel Embiid, what I've been saying for two years now, needs to get a new team because Joel Embiid is the best center in the NBA. And on this team, he's going to get nowhere. This team is going to get nowhere this year. Yep. And, and they don't have enough guys. They're, they're, they're paying Tobias Harris way, way too, too much money. money. Definitely. Uh, they, they had to trade – a first round pick on with Horford to get his stupid contract off. This team is in a it's not it's not in a good situation and unless Ben Simmons somehow develops a magical jump shot, which he won't, which I doubt will happen because if it hasn't happened already, make this very simple. Yeah. Okay? He's been in the league for 3 years cuz he sat out his first year, the whole Correct. first year, right? You were right. He was picked in 2016. Yeah. In his 3 years, his career stats in each of the 3 years are exactly this are his or his, uh, his season averages. stats, yeah. averages, are exactly the same all three years. Mm-hmm. 16 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. That's the 16th best player in the, in the league. league. In the league. And, and let's go four behind him. Yeah. Devin Booker is by far yes. way better. Totally. It, like, like, not even... I don't even think they're in the same category. I agree. I put Devin Booker and Donovan Mitchell ahead of Donovan him. Donovan Mitchell is debatable. I also ha- I, Donovan Mitchell like I said is in the same category as, as Lillard, very inconsistent but gives you those 60 point games every once in a while, but yeah. when he doesn't show up the team doesn't uh doesn't win. I would actually put Trey Young and and Jal Morant. Jal Morant. Yeah, ahead of uh of Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Uh and then you got Paul George at 20. Yeah. Paul George uh I, I, Listen, you after can... last season, no, but do I think Paul George is better than Ben Simmons? Of course, yes, I do. The, the 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 list is hysterical. Right. I mean, they have Zion at nineteen. Zion's had nineteen. Okay. Zion has played eleven like games. Three games yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, just farther down the list, two more names that I have. Lonzo Ball is at fifty four. <laughs> Sorry, I choked on my my drink. Lonzo Ball is at fifty four. Uh, Lonzo Ball, uh, got traded from L A. after he was nothing what a third pick overall should be. Right. Went to the Pelicans last year. And, I mean, they got, like, the 11th seed, and he didn't play any better than he was in L.A. So, the 54th best player, I, I'm i not sure where that where, where, where that logic comes in. And then you have D'Angelo Russell, which is my last one, at 69. Yep. 15 spots below Lonzo Ball, when D'Angelo Russell is by far a better player than Lonzo Ball. D'Angelo Russell could be is, great. is one of the most underrated players in the league. He takes over games. He hits crazy clutch shots. He's a great three-point shooter. And on this team, this Timberwolves team is going to be good next year. I'm telling you. They are going to be good. And on December 22nd, when we have our NBA preview show, yep. they are going to be one of the one of the 
probably my number one sleeper team, especially in the West. Where, where, uh, what should I call it? I mean, was Carl Anthony Towns on the top fifty? Carl Anthony Towns is there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, they do have a good team. I mean, they they got good young players. Right. I mean, and they they got Edwards with the first pick. Where was Evan Fournier? Was he in the top hundred? Evan Fournier not in the top hundred. <laughs> the only Orlando Magic player. Well, it had to be Yoke. It had to is, be uh, Vucevic. Is Vucevic? Yeah. And Vucevic is forty two. That's about right, right behind Porzingis. Yep. In front of Jaron Jackson. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a good spot. He's yeah. a he's a great player. And it's just. You know what's crazy is how much Kemba Walker has fallen. Yeah, this guy was so damn good. Kemba Walker, uh, John Blake Wall, Griffin, fell down. Demar Derozan. These yeah. are guys that are going toward the end of the, their end of their career. Yeah, and and Marcus Aldridge. They're probably deserve to be lower on the list. But the guys that we just said, especially the top twenty guys, yep. Damian Lillard pisses me off the most. Yep. Ben Simmons pisses me off the second most. Definitely. Those guys are not top. Tw- ben Simmons is not a top twenty player. Damian Lillard is not a top ten player. And Lonzo Ball is not a top 100 player. Lonzo, not a top 100 player. <laughs> All right, let's talk college football. All right, college football is our next uh, headline for the week. Big Ten changed their six-game minimum policy they had for to. Ohio State. They are now <laughs> eligible and will be in the Big Ten championship game. This is just what needed to be done with chaos with COVID. Oh. It wasn't their fault. Michigan and, and them had, had problems with their programs, and they only got to play five games. But they beat Indiana, and Indiana was – would would be a game behind, so Indiana would have to be, you know, even if they lost to Michigan this week, right? Uh, they would still Ohio have State. The they would still have the tiebreaker, so they were going to make it no matter what, and they had to do this. And now they take on a Northwestern team that is they're going to win by thirty. They they might, like no, like Northwestern, a great story, but then they lost right. to Michigan State, and that ruined everything. Yeah. Because if Northwestern beat Michigan State and they're undefeated, and then they beat an Ohio State team, like that might be an automatic. Bid to the to the national championship without a doubt, but Ohio State has everything in front of them yeah. because they're going to beat Northwestern by a mm-hmm. ton, and they're going to be in the top four for the playoffs. Yeah. So, the question for this one is: is, is Ohio State guaranteed a spot? Yes. In the the playoff, if they win, yes, they're guaranteed a spot. One hundred percent. So let's say this. All right. Mm-hmm. So you have Notre Dame. Yep. Alabama. You have Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson. And Alabama right yeah. now. Yep. And then you have Florida, Texas A&M, which Texas A&M, there's really no way they can get in. Yep. So let's 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 just let, get some scenarios thrown out there. Okay. Okay. You got number one. Well, if is, Alabama beats Florida, there's no issue. Correct. So let's say Alabama beats Florida. Yep. They're in. Yep. Let's say that Notre Dame beats Clemson. Beats Clemson. They're in. They're in. Yep. Then you have Ohio State in. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have the question of the of is it it'll, is it since if, the, if Cincinnati wins are they the fourth seed? It, it, if Georgia can't make it, no. Nope. Miami can't make it. Like there's no other teams that can make it. I mean, there's are, no, are they, they going to put Texas A&M in the equation even though they don't play in the SEC championship game? I just I find it impossible. I mean, because you're gonna have, you're gonna have a two-loss Florida and a two-loss Clemson. Mm-hmm. You can't put a two-loss Clemson in. Because other than Notre Dame, they've played nobody. Yeah, I don't know how you could do it. Let's say this. Yeah. Let's say that Alabama wins. Yep. Clemson wins. Yeah. And Ohio State wins. Then it will still be Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State. You think they keep Notre Dame in? Yes. The only difference is they'll sw- they'll, they'll swap. swap places. Yeah. But all right. What? Well, all right. One final one. If it gets crazy. Yep. Florida beats Alabama. Yep. Notre Dame beats Clemson, and Ohio State wins. 
Well, in that case, you'd have Florida would be in. Florida would be in. Would Alabama still be in? Because I, I, I think then I think, so. I think Clemson would drop out, and, and Alabama's played a tougher schedule. Yeah, I, I think Alabama would. I, I think Alabama is going to be in the top four no matter what. No matter what, I unless they, they unless and they that, get blown out. by This Florida, is actually which they a crazy won't. thing for Alabama. Alabama is in the you know they're in the SEC and they yeah. play good teams, but usually they never have a tough opponent. Yeah, and like this year they really haven't. You know they beat Georgia, who's overrated. Yep. Uh, like they're they're not very good. Texas A and M, who I don't think is good, but the ranking says they're good. And then, but but just they, Alabama's team this year is just stupid good. Like it, for once this season, it's not about strength of schedule; it's about their team is so good and offensively stupid so good. good, stupid yeah. good. So I mean, when you beat Texas A and M by twenty seven, mm-hmm. when you beat Georgia by yeah. seventeen, and right. you beat Auburn by like twenty nine. Yeah. You really don't have to worry about your strength. So when in they're in for Ohio State. When in you're in. All right. And our last news segment, probably the most important news segment of the day. It's pretty much the only one I really wanted to talk about. We have a preview, preview. of AJ versus Noel in the first round of the Wiley Cup. Of the Wiley Cup. Yep. That is the uh, the fancy football, the big money fancy football we're in. Yep. And Which I did just so that all the... Uh, listening audience knows mm-hmm. um, I paid your entry fee into this big mm-hmm. money league and if you win it all mm-hmm. I'm getting my entry fee back of course okay I just want to make sure we're, at, we're it's 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 documented yeah uh, we have nine and five I'm nine and five yes against you eight five and one because you had some stupid tie yep. I don't even know that's possible in fantasy football yep uh, almost happened let, again. let's let's break down the teams projection wise okay. I'm projected 150 it's PPR 153 and you're projected 136. So I don't give a crap about projections. I don't care either. I'm just let's I go by position. Back. Okay. Right. So it's a two quarterback league. Yep. Your two are Goff against New England uh-huh. and Herbert against Atlanta. Uh-huh. I have Trubinsky against Houston and Stafford against Green Bay. Mm-hmm. I still, or I could take Trubisky out and put Drew Lock in. I'm still, I'm still kind of iffy on all right. that. And I've got Herbert and Goff. Goff tonight or Goff playing New England after this episode comes out. I'm sh- I think he'll have a good game. And Herbert against Atlanta. Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll give you the the edge. Obviously. Okay. I would hope you would give me the I'm edge. I'm giving you the edge. All right. Okay. Running backs is yep. where it gets kind of ugly on my team. But re- remember, 9-5 and five with these running backs all year long. I didn't make, I didn't make a trade. Blah, 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 blah. McKissick, who's now the starter, sort of, because of the Gibson injury. Gibson yes. will not play. So a great matchup, I think, he has against San Fran. And right now, Ty Johnson is in the st- in the starting slot for me, the you're, running back for ne- the Jets. With all this money on the line, you're starting somebody on the Jets. I have no other options. The <laughs> running back position has been terrible this year. You have options. You have you have Latavius Murray against Philly. I won't and James play Lata- White. I won't play Latavius Murray. I won't play James White. I'm okay. rolling with Ty Johnson, all right. whether you like it or not. Okay. My two yeah. starters are Aaron Jones, mm-hmm. and then I got to decide. So I got to decide between. Uh, Mostert mm-hmm. and Gurley, if he's up for playing, and Damian Harris tonight. Yeah. And, so, and and Harris is probably not a great option because of the Rams' defense is just so, so dominant good. right now. Yeah, and and Mostert is just one of those guys that like, how do you bench him? Because he's the games that you bench him, he's gonna go for forty, and the games that you start him, he gets he's gonna a five. like a five. Yeah. So like, how do you bench him? Gurley's terrible. He probably won't play again. Swift is probably out again. Oh, yeah, and and Harris, I just. Not really sure about that. I know. I'm probably going to have to go with... But anyway, with Aaron Jones and Mostert, you still get the running back. 
We'll get. I'll give you the running backs. Okay. Wide receivers, it where is it, it's where it's a little one-sided. Is it? It's a little one-sided. Uh, Thielen against Tampa Bay, uh-huh. uh, Devontae Adams against Detroit, oh, God. and Terry McLaurin against San Fran. So for me, I feel good about San Fran matching up with McLaurin because yeah. it'll be Sherman. Uh, Thielen against Tampa Bay, I feel decent because I think they'll be all over really? Kirk Cousins. Yeah, around, around after so Tyreek Hill's 300-yard performance. Listen, I just I feel like Tampa Bay is going to show up this week. Gotcha. I'm a little worried about Devontae yeah, Adams against Detroit. That might be Detroit. a 40 a 40 bomb. Yeah. It might be a 40 bomb. Whereas my three are Cooper Cup, who's yep. playing New England. Yep. Mike Evans, who's playing Minnesota. Who, who is has, hurt. Who's a hurt, who has got a, a bum hamstring. Mm-hmm. And, and Chase, Chase Claypool, Claypool who's who now, also who's hurt. ill. Mm-hmm. Who's, got a, who's, got, who's got the sniffles. So if any of those guys are out, let's look at the wide receivers on the bench. I got Kuti. Kuti, who's also hurt. Oh, God. Nursing an injury. And Emmanuel Sanders. And Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, or if, if I could put Zach Ertz in the flex. It's a little ugly. You're going to need some. You're definitely some, the edge there. Yeah. Okay. Now we get a bad, bad edge. My tight end is TJ Hawkinson or Ertz, and yours is Darren, Darren Waller. Darren Waller. That, that receiving core is nasty. I am excited that these, at least he's playing Indy. Correct. So I, that might slow him down a little bit. And then special teams. Our uh, kickers are the same. Yeah. Sanders and Blankenship. You got the Steelers D, but against a Buffalo team in prime time. I picked up the Panthers. I roll. I usually roll with Miami. They're playing KC. I, I can't trust any team against KC. Yep. Picked up the Panthers defense. They've been scoring like every week, it seems like. They play Denver. I think that's a better matchup for defense. If Jeremy Chin gets another touchdown this week, <laughs> I'm going to throw something against the TV. And I have a lot of confidence in this game. So, yes. So, the edges do point to an AJ potential victory. Yeah. But it is fantasy football. And anything, anything could happen. happen. Trubisky could could throw for 500 yards he could or you know uh aaron jones could run for 300 against detroit like he did last mm-hmm. time or 200 you know so there's i look lot, forward to it. a lot of he could i look forward to it may the best fantasy football player win and and he and will. We will be back on tuesday and the winner will get to boast and brag and the loser will eat some crow yes he will uh let's get to our week 14 picks of the nfl season right after a word from our sponsor Back on the sports appeal. Let's break down week 14 in the NFL. Let's go through these games. Let's bang them out, give you our fantasy take and our picks for each game. We actually have a Thursday night game yep. this week. Uh, Patriots-Rams podcast comes out on Friday mornings, like everyone knows. So the game will be over by then. So either we were 100% right or we were really, really wrong. Really, really. And I'm I'm feeling good about this one. I have I have a lot of Patriot friends, a lot of Patriot fans that 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 I'm friends with. And I just can't buy into the, to this team. I can't buy into Cam Newton throwing for 70 yards a game. I can't buy into this defense, you know, can't stop Houston. And then it shuts down the Chargers. I just don't <laughs> understand it. And all the Patriot fans are telling me, this is a bad matchup. Bill Belichick against Sean McVay Part 2 had it end the first time. They didn't even score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm blocking them out. Blocking them I'm out. going with the Rams for a second straight week. Not my lock of the week, but I am going with the Rams to beat the Patriots. I am agreeing with you. All right. Because the Rams are playing such good ball right, right. now. They're running. I think Cam Akers is finding right. a stride. Cam Akers is huge because yeah. they were without a significant running back, yep. and this team feeds off the play action. If they can and get Akers going, it's going to be a rough night. Look, they're, they're the eighth best rushing team in the league, the Rams, yeah. against, obviously, the Patriots, who run every down their third. But the Patriots can't throw the ball. 
right? I mean, literally, they're going to throw, you know, all the safeties up. Yeah. And, you know, Cam's going to have to beat him, and I don't think he can. And and Akers is, is available in, like, 30% of leagues. It's crazy. I mean, he should be picked up in every league. Maybe I could pick him up against you. Oh, maybe. <laughs> But yeah, I, I I have the Rams, uh, Patriots. It would stun me if if they were able to get a. a it's gonna be. A, I think it'll be a low scoring game. I think the defenses for both sides are playing very well. Yeah, and can I just have a little, please, Jared Goff, throw the ball to Cooper Cup and not Robert Woods tonight. <laughs> we'll have to over see. and over again. All right, let's get to our uh, locks of the week before uh, we break down the Sunday games. Yep. I I see one game that it just I'm like staring at it, and I've been staring at it. And it's I, I see two teams that I don't know how they're in this in this similar in a similar position. Okay. And it's the Giants and the Cardinals. The mm. Cardinals were had were were they just had beaten the Seattle Seahawks and it was like they're gonna win this division. Yep. And now they've dropped to six and six. On the bubble. On the bubble of making the playoffs. Yep. And the Giants, who were 0 and 5, are now five and seven in the lead for the NFC East. Five out of the last seven. And if the Giants win. These two teams will have the same exact record, which is mind-boggling to me. Yes. Arizona favored by one and a half points. On the road. The streak ends now for the Giants. Wow. The Cardinals get back. Larry Fitzgerald. They get... No, I don't care about Larry <laughs> Fitzgerald. How long... Is this 2010? Uh, I believe that Kyler Murray gets back into running the ball. I think they have to find DeAndre Hopkins because he's been non-existent for weeks. Yep. Find DeAndre Hopkins... Find Christian Kirk, throw the ball down the field, and 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 I think this should be this is a game they have to win. I think it is a game they win, and I think I'll take them by by winning by a touchdown. And they're only fair by one and a half. I I think that's a great lock for the week. Yeah. So right now, I mean, the most underrated player in the last five weeks is Wayne Galvin, mm-hmm. and I think he can run all over this Arizona defense. Yeah. So I would be a little concerned with that. Colt McCoy gets you know has a game under his belt, feeling a little good about himself. Well, Jones, Daniel Jones should be back. Yeah, I don't know. I thought he was still questionable. It should, I mean, I, I would assume in this, you know, I said if they won, if they lost last week, maybe they, it's it's maybe nothing. But they if they win this game, this is a, they're in, they're in, a, like they're smooth sailing for the MCs. I think he he's 100% playing this game. I, I have the Giants winning this game. Right. If Daniel Jones wins, I definitely have the Giants win this game. Your lock. My lock is is I'm going, I'm staying on my MVP bandwagon. And I'm going with A Rogers mm. and A Jones mm. to put a massive hurting on So this is gonna be week what was it, week three, week when they just Aaron Jones just went, exploded yes. against the Lions. They love playing in Detroit yeah. and they're going to easily win by seven and a half points. All right. Easily. It's, I think Aaron, I can't argue with I'm, I'm really thinking about making Aaron Rodgers my feast player again, but I'll, I'll let you know in a second. All right. Uh, feast player, real quick, I'm going with. I am going with Patrick Mahomes against the Dolphins. Wow. Uh, the Dolphins. That's bold. Yeah. The Dol- So the Dolphins have been playing great. Yeah. And it's no secret that their defense is probably the reason why they're 8 and 4. But, but the thing about the Chiefs is the Chiefs. Just score points mm-hmm. against any defense. There's never a bad matchup for Patrick Mahomes. And this is a game, you know, last game they played Denver, and they just they can't rush the ball. They can't run the ball. Ed, Clyde Edwards was sick. Le'Veon Bell is, is like the starter, but they, he didn't even do anything. Right. They have to throw the ball to win games, and I think that 
that the weapon, the amount of weapon. I don't think the Dolphins have played a team where Xavier Howard can lock down, you know, somebody if it's Sammy Watkins or or Hill. Mm-hmm. But if it, the other weapon is going to be open, I think the, Mahomes. The other he has like six right. others. I think Mahomes gets gets three touchdowns, three hundred yards, and and he's he's my feast player. Thirty plus points for Mahomes this week. All right, I uh, I was gonna go with Aaron Rodgers, and uh, but since I made it the lock, I'll, I'll go in a different place. Mm-hmm. And my feast player this week is going to be Alvin Kamara. So I think the Eagles are mentally, physically, and talent-wise done. Yeah. And the Saints keep rolling. They need that number one, uh, you know, uh, Taysom spot. Hill four zero. Taysom Hill four zero. They're gonna. He's gonna hand the ball over to Drew Brees and say, "I'll go back to playing tight end and multi-purpose <laughs> guy." But I think Alvin Kamara will probably go for about eighty to hundred yards and a touch. And at least eight catches for another almost 100 yards and a touch. Wow. And he's going to get 30 points plus. So you think he's back to his receiving form before the breathing? Correct. It's a bold one. I don't think he gets that many targets. Yep. I, I can't see that happening. But 30 points on the ground, I could see that happening against the Eagles. He's going to get it all the way around. All right. That was our locks and our feast players for the week. We both took the Rams in, our, in the Thursday night game. Let's yep. get to Sunday. Let's start with the boys against the Bengals. Do we have the matchup to? of the week. Jesus. The tank bowl. This is the tank. This is a, a pivotal tank matchup. It is because somebody's going to get a better pick. Can we can we pick who we think's going to win and who we want to win? Well, we certainly want the Cowboys to lose at this point because the season's over. I guarantee. But I would love. I want the Cowboys to lose this game so bad. I don't see how it's possible. I don't think we're going to lose. I don't either. The Bengals are so bad. And I think on that, defense that, this, that make us look. The Cowboys always do this. They lose the games that they should. That they needed to win, and then they're gonna come back to the. This is what's gonna happen. I guarantee this happens. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys will win this game against the Bengals. The Giants will lose to the Cardinals. The Eagles will lose to the Saints. They're done. And the the nope. Washington's gonna lose to the 49ers. And we'll think we have a chance. And then there'll be one game out, and and everyone's gonna go, oh, we have a chance, we have a chance. That and is then, true. And then, the, is and true. then they'll like lose now or whatever. Well, and the other problem that we have in the the anti tank issue yeah. is we have Dalton going back to play his old team. You don't think he wants to win? I, I, that's the problem. Is the Cowboys? They're like this is football. These are professional footballers. Are they going to want to win? Yes. And they're playing a bad team. Are they going to win? I think the Cowboys are going to win this game. So I would love to see them not win the game. I think it's beneficial if they don't win the game. They're going to win the game, and Ceedee Lamb's going to have over twenty points. Ceedee Lamb is your pick. He is absolutely. No, my this pick. is this is a game. This is Amari Cooper's game. This is this is bad corners, bad team. It's where, it's where Mari Cooper loves to shine. It's where he makes his twenty million against yeah. the bad teams. Yep. We this should is... actually we should actually put the money on. I should have been my uh, feast player Dalton because mm. he's the the corners on Cincinnati are horrific. Yeah. I think I think Cooper has a has a, a pretty good game. Yep. Uh, let's go to another one o'clock game: Houston Texans versus the Bears. Throw a coin. Flip a coin. The, the, Houston favored teams, by a point. These two teams just have no identity. So this is an interesting game because it's Trubisky versus Watson. Yep. Trubisky obviously taken before Watson. Yep. Uh, the Watson's always said that you know he despises the Bears because the Bears always said they had no interest in Watson and he doesn't understand why. And I think this game, I think the Bears show them why they didn't pick Watson. I'm taking the Bears over the Texans. Excellent, because I'm going the other way. Obviously. I'm going with Houston because I truly believe this Bears defense is very overrated and falling apart. 
I just, don't, I mean, other than uh, Roquan Smith and Danny Trevathan, I mean, they're playing okay. This has not been a very good defense. And I just believe that the Texans offensively have more weapons. They'll put more points up, and J.J. Watt will do enough to get it done. I, I think that the, the Bears' defense has not looked as good because the offense just, they never get any rest, and there's so many three and outs and so many turnovers that they just are on the field too much. But I think that there's a thing about Trubisky that will will forever, he'll never be a, a good franchise quarterback in most people's eyes because of what is, is the story of how he became that uh, the quarterback of the Bears. I get it. Which picked over Watson and picked over Mahomes. But it is is you could have a chip on your shoulder if you stink, you stink. But, Listen, I hope he scores fifty no, but, points. But I need him thing. to. I don't think Trubisky stinks. I don't think he is. Th- it's terrible. No, but he has obviously turnover issues to work on and pocket presence that he needs to work on. But he needs to run more. Correct. I think he has a great, he has great running ability. He's fast. And he, he has a strong arm. But I think if if they, they they've finally you know David Montgomery the last couple weeks has finally established a run game. Yep. And if they could, he might he might just need a new coach. I think Nag, Nagy's probably gone yep. at the end of the year. A new coach could be very good for him. You, you have to remember he, this guy was twelve and four. I guess his second year or or his full, first full year, and without a double doink. He was he, he just he won a playoff game. I think I think he is severely hated on, and I think that he needs a new coach and maybe some more playmakers. Great. Give him a chance. So you're saying he's going to score 50 points against you this week? No, I hope not. <laughs> All right, uh, Vikings Buccaneers is our next game. It is a game that we didn't think would have playoff implications, but yet it, it really does have playoff implications because absolutely. the Buccaneers. Why do I feel like the Buccaneers haven't played in like forever? Because they haven't. They, they, I mean, they had a bye week last week, which was yeah. a severely late bye week, a week 13 bye week. That's yep. not normal. And then the Vikings, who started off like 1-5 and five, or like 0-5, and, and now they're 6-6. Six and six, and, and they should be 7-5 and, and five if they were to freaking beat the Cowboys. Yep. But somehow they lost to the Cowboys. And these teams are fighting for wild card spots. It's time for the Buccaneers to start playing better. Right. They need to play a lot better. And they need to play with a lead. Right. Because they keep getting down on the last two games against the Rams and against uh, which one call it uh, KC. They yeah. got down and it you know they crawled back, but they and they lost twenty seven twenty four on both games. Like they need to get it, their their act together. But the problem for Minnesota, and this is courtesy of Brian Teagle, a friend of mine who you know is a avid listener to the podcast. He sent me some good stats here. Yeah. Okay. This might not be the week to start Dalvin Cook. All right. All right. So. If you look at the running back stats against Tampa Bay, right, you've got basically week one, Murray had 15 rushes for 48 yards. Week two, Christian McCaffrey, 18 rushes for 59 yards. Since then, only two running backs have posted 40 yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's insane. People are not yeah, running against them. Their second, this is what we said all along. We said that their their front seven is one of the best in football. Yep. And it, it's, it's the secondary that we thought would be okay enough that the the core you know the line would get pressure and they would be they wouldn't have so much you know so much riding on that on the secondary right but that hasn't really been the case it's nope. been the run defense that has been good for the the line and the the linebackers pass defense hasn't really been there and the corners have been getting dusted on usually and that's why i'm saying feeling and justin jefferson should have days like they have been go justin jefferson and i you know that's that's we're saying reasons against the pass, and there may not be 
so good against the run. I'm taking Tampa Bay, and I'm taking Tampa Bay for one reason, and that's because of Tom Brady, 13-4, and off a bye, and I'm not, I will not pick against that. Tom Brady, off a bye, he knows what he needs to do. They're going to go in there, and they're going to get a win any way they can get it. Did Belichick become the coach of Tampa Bay? He did not become the coach of the Tampa <laughs> Okay, Bay. just wanted, wanted to make sure he got some of that 13-4 and mm. four credit. All right. All right, uh, so you're taking the Bucs. Yeah, I'm taking the Bucs. I'm taking the Bucs, too. All right. Uh, Broncos, Panthers, two irrelevant teams. I'll take Carolina over the Broncos coming off a bye. No Christian McCaffrey for those fantasy owners. You're missing him in your playoffs. Yep. Uh, he might, I don't know if he comes back this year. I just, I'm taking Denver. I just I, I, I just like this team. I think that they play really hard. Drew Locke's got to play for his next contract. Tim Patrick, you know, all uh, Noah Font, just good weapons. Mm-hmm. M- Melvin Gordon seems to be actually finding, you know, lanes and, and running hard. And the defense plays hard. So I, I'm taking the Broncos. Well, hopefully, uh, like we said, Jeremy Chin has another pick six <laughs> for my defense. Uh, Titans, Jaguars. The Titans come on uh, off a game where they got pretty much blown out for the Browns. Blown out. Don't look at the score. Uh, the, the first half of that game pretty much tells the story. And now they come and play a Jaguars team that's obviously struggling, but due to record, but have been in most games. They've been in every game. Yeah, and Tannehill's best game of the season comes from the Titans, or from the Jaguars game in the first couple weeks of the season where he threw about four touchdowns. I think, I, I don't see how, how Tennessee, tennis, if Tennessee were to lose this game, Tennessee would be the most, the, the, a team that, that that is just more... I don't even know the word. If, if they were to lose this game, if Derrick Henry has another five-point performance like last week, yep. there is something seriously wrong uh, with, with their with what they're trying to do because it's simple. They have to hand the ball off to Derrick Henry and run play action, throw to Corey uh, Corey Davis, and yep. throw to AJ Brown. Yep. It's very simple on offense. On Cor- defense, Corey they Davis is going to have a monster game. They should not have a problem. Just controlling the clock. No, they're going to win. The field. They're going to win by double digits. Move on. All right. Uh, Colts, Raiders, another playoff implication this is uh, in, tough in the AFC. I do. Do we trust the Raiders? No. Coming off a game that they should have lost, and they got bailed out by a terrible call from and, and, and almost lost to the Jets. I I don't trust the Raiders. I don't trust the Colts either. Yeah. But I trust the Colts a little bit more than I trust the Raiders. And there's a really nice. Uh, multi-headed attack, you know, that the Colts have. And with T.Y. Hilton becoming... Right. That's a huge one. It's huge. It, it's it's T.Y. Hilton for the Colts for me that now he's he's showing that, oh, you know, T.Y. Hilton was once upon a time a top 10 wide receiver in the league. And now he's not, you know, he's not top 10 anymore, but he's finally actually catching footballs, you know, as a right. as what a wide receiver does, which he wasn't doing the first couple weeks of the season. And getting in the end zone. So you have him and Pittman who's emerging. Right. And for the and- Raiders... You you're uncertain if you have Josh Jacobs this week. Uh, he's dealing with ankle an ankle uh, injury. Yeah. Booker is not the same running back as Josh Jacobs. You know, maybe he might put up decent fantasy numbers, but they need Josh Jacobs back because that was why they were rolling. They were running the football so good, and they didn't have to put so much pressure on Derek Carr because yeah. Derek Carr is not a quarterback that can sit back and throw forty times a game. They don't have the wide receivers for it. They don't have the offensive line. And they definitely don't have the defense to, to you know, hold hold teams down, hold hold teams to like seventeen points. Correct. Yeah. I I I think this is a really good game for the Colts to extend their sort of playoff cushion for for you know a a wild card or 
you know, stay in that in that division lead uh, with with the Titans. So you're going with the Colts. I'm going with the Colts. So I would definitely go with the Colts. But every time I go with the Colts, I'm wrong. Every time I go with the Raiders, I'm wrong. So I'm going to go with the Raiders. All right. I'm going with the Raiders. And Nelson Aguilar. Mm-hmm. Watch him. It's going to have a big game. Uh, we are, we are, this is setting up to be a, you know, we already have me and you versus each other in the mm-hmm. fantasy football playoffs. But this is setting up to be a, someone's going to be very right and someone's going to be very wrong on or, Tuesday. Or we're both going to be 50-50. Right. Uh, Jets, Seahawks. Seahawks, Seahawks are, are going to kill them. get back on track. Would you lay the 14? Yes. You're laying the 14? Yes. No Denzel Mims. Uh-huh. Uh, Sam Darnold's terrible. I The Seahawks need a win, but a, a statement win. They yeah. need to go out there and start playing like a, a like put my foot on your throat. Right. And uh, yeah, they're going to kill him. Look for Chris Carson to get back during this game. Uh, last last time the, the last game for the the Seahawks they when they played the Giants they they didn't score a lot of points which they only put up twelve points Carson receiving out of the backfield yeah, he looked good running looked back to sh- you know to full form and when Chris Chris Carson is has emerged the last year as a top fantasy running back he was putting up points before he got hurt he got hurt he fell off everyone forgot about him I think he's pivotal. In the Seahawks, in the Seahawks, you know they have to get back on track. They're eight and four, but they have lost games this year, bad. Like they have lost games that that they have shown that like there's two different sides of the Seahawks. They play very good, to, and you know Russ MVP level, and yep. then they play really bad to where Russ Wilson turns the ball over and they can't do anything. That was last game. And this will they, be this, this will be the be MVP. Diff- game. This will be the MVP game. Yep. Uh, Packers lines. We already said Packers are are probably this is probably going to get. Like ugly. murder, ugly. Yes. Like like very bad, ugly. Yep. Uh, Saints, Eagles. Jalen Hurts starting his first game. Poor I ba- think poor it's, bastard. I, I think it's just <laughs> not a, a good situation for him. I think Jalen Hurts can put up decent numbers. I don't think it'll be a blowout because I think that the the Saints are just not as an ex- explosive offense as they would be with Drew Brees. But this is a team that is going to take the clock down. They're going to run the ball. Kamara, I, I will not argue with a with your feast player and Kamara. Taysom Hill, if you know, if Taysom Hill, the, the thing with him was can he throw the ball? Last game he showed that he can throw the ball. He had yes, two he touchdowns, two hundred yards. And he won't if have, he's throwing for that kind of and he's still getting the rushing yard, like like it's it's unfair. This team is is already as good as it is, and now the backup quarterback is doing this. It, it, it's it, it's unfair. Look, they they, they got gonna that. Win, they're they going to win this game. They got that with Teddy Bridgewater last year mm-hmm. for the backup. So. I thirty one ten final score. All right, uh, Falcons Chargers another game where I just could care less. Flip a coin. Uh, I'm taking the Chargers though because I think Herbert coming off his worst game of his of his rookie uh, rookie year. However, he's still on pace for one of the best rookie years ever. Totally, uh, agree. he's gonna beat Baker Mayfield's touchdown record by yes. uh, far, and he might even do it in this game. Yep, I'm taking the Chargers. I think Herbert bounces back against a Atlanta defense that. Has been playing actually better, and when they when yeah. when they fired their coach, and, and they were talking about, oh, could this team you know come back and, and like the Vikings and the Giants make a playoff push? They're they're out of it now with, with losses. You know they lost to the Saints or whatever, mm-hmm. but their defense has been playing better. I think it it kind of gets exposed by Herbert and Keenan Allen, and and, and Eckler should have a some 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 good PPR points yes. and some a good PPR game. Eckler will be over 20. Keaton Allen will be over 20. Mm-hmm. Herbert will be over probably 30. Yeah. And the Chargers are going to win that game. 
Uh, Washington football team coming off their upset that I called last week Congrats. against Pittsburgh to give them their lone loss of the year. Are you calling it again? And they're playing the 49ers who couldn't keep up with the Bills but didn't look bad. Deba, you know, here's the thing with the 49ers. My slander was on the 49ers that I think I thought they would be bad this year. Yep. They, they get a pass, and I'm not I'm not saying that. They get a pass because of the injuries. The, you know, the Cowboys have been the second worst team to did injuries. This one is the 49ers by far have Thir- had the thir- most injuries. 13 starters on luck, Whatever. Yeah. You lose George Kittle and Garoppolo and the rest but of the they team. They actually have, I think they, they should look at some bright sides. Debo Samuel great. and Brandon Ayuk are really two good young, really good wide receivers. That yep. was my, if they were healthy this year, I still think that they would be a borderline 7 6 wildcard team yep. because I didn't think that they had the, the pizzazz. You know, that's that was my word the pizzazz, the playmakers on offense. They have two guys that can be playmakers, match that up with Kittle and and Mostert and the other you know million running backs that they have, mm-hmm. I think that this team has a good future. In this game, I don't see them winning. I'm taking Washington again. and uh, Totally disagree. Total, I, I couldn't be more disagreeing. Wow. I, I'm so not on the Washington bandwagon. Antonio Gibson going down kills this team. I'm telling you, McKissick. McKissick, ever since Alex Smith came in, Alex Smith, the dump-off king, I'll repeat it again. I'm not saying McKissick's not going to have a good game because he's going to have 11 catches for 42 yards. Yeah. But I'm telling you right now, this 49ers team is going to win this game. Washington going all the way to the West Coast. Don't like it, for especially uh, you know for a late start. Yeah. I, I just I think Nick Mullins is playing really well. Game in Arizona because of the 49ers. Still West Coast? No, I'm saying. Yeah. I like Nope. I like, I like the 49ers. And Mostert, you better wake the F up. All right. Two... Probably the two most important games, even though there was two pivotal uh, wild card games in that slate we just talked about. But Steelers Bills Sunday night, uh, not only first seed overall kind of implications, uh, not only Bills trying to secure the uh, AFC East, not only the Steelers trying to secure the AFC North, but just two great teams that whoever wins this game is in a much better position than the other. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. And I really, really like the Bills right now. I really like the Bills too, but but here's what I don't want to get at. I'm going to pick the Bills to so win. So am I. I don't want to get at that like the Steelers lose this game. They were completely overrated. And they're, they're, you know, no, 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 no. This the, was all along. The, there, there's a major reason. Until James Conner gets back, mm-hmm. and there's well, some... Well, Conner e- could be back this week. Well, he better be back to form because there's no running game right yeah. now. And Ben's throwing the ball 53 times, mm-hmm. and it, it's just it's not working. You know, they just don't look like the explosive team they were when they had both compliments. Mm. And, I mean, slowly but surely, big cogs on that defense are going down. Yeah. And they're losing good players week in, week out. I just think the Bills are on a roll. They're on a roll. They're uh, home. Beasley they're gonna be... is, is, like, the best wide receiver in the league now. Josh Allen looks look Look, between Beasley, uh, Stephon Diggs, and Gabe Davis, yeah. they got... They've got three good weapons. Yep. I, I like the Bills. I think the defense is playing great. Josh like, Allen's playing great. I like great. the Bills, especially at home. I, I yeah. I really like the Bills. I do too. And then Monday night is you know a, is still a, a very important game. Mm-hmm. AFC North, Ravens, Browns. The Browns are are just been surprising. And let's say the Bills do win and the Browns win, they're one game out of first place for their division, and and you know probably one game out or or one and a half games out of the first seed overall. Which I don't think they, I don't know if they can get, but I think that they will win this game. You do. I think the Browns will win this game. I watched the Ravens Cowboy game last week, or we both did against the Cowboys. 
And what I saw from the Ravens is Lamar Jackson basically showed me, you know, he 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 showed me that he's one of the best playmakers in NFL history. He he is just one of is a guy that you don't see every day, you don't see every year, you don't see every decade that that can literally he won that game single-handedly by himself. Yes. There were several plays that where the defense played yeah. well and he just found a way. And he he what goes through his mind is he goes, "I don't have the playmakers on this team. I'll drop back and I'll I'll act like I'm throwing." He and, never was throwing no. on on every third down conversion they had. He was running it all the way. He makes people look silly, and he he carried the team on the back. The two putt touchdown passes he had were the most easiest throws ever. Correct. That that were wide open wire series because the Cowboys cornerbacks are they blew are coverage. beyond garbage. Yep. And he had the, the only bad thing I saw was some throws, some over the middle throws, some some easy, uh, some easy slant routes that were just off target. And that's yep. him. Yep. He's not the most accurate passer. He's not that great of a quarterback. He's not that great of a of a of a full on quarterback. He is just a amazing playmaker. Yes, totally. But guess what? They have like four options who can run the ball. Yeah. All right. Between Dobbins, Ingram, uh, Gus Edwards, and Lamar, and it is a really good rushing attack with a three hundred and ten pound fullback coming at you. You know, wanting to rip your head off. But here is my however. Yeah. However, this defense for the Ravens has gone from about up here. And every week it's going down, 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 and down here. And they did not play good against the Cowboys. The Cowboys had several plays that they should have had stuff, but that team is is the Cowboys don't even count against you know like true. A, but they're the third best defense in the league, uh, scoring defense. Right. So, so so I'm taking the Browns this week. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt will be too much. And with Baker, how can I pick Baker's coming off the best game of his career? How can I pick against these Browns? That's exactly why you pick against them. When's the last time Baker Mayfield had two great quality starts? He's in a got row? he's got that chip. He's got that swagger. Back. Oh, swagger! He's got another commercial he's putting on. He might. But I'm telling you right now, the Ravens will win this game. The Browns will come back to reality. All right. Uh, the Browns will win that game, and I will also beat you in fantasy football. I can't. That's how wait. we closing out the show. Bring it on, little boy! Bring it on! That's going to do it for today's episode. Make sure you share the podcast with your friends and your family if you enjoyed. Follow me on all socials, on especially on TikTok. I'm posting daily sports content as well as answering all your fantasy football questions. If you leave me a comment on any of my videos, I'll make a video responding to it. Uh, get me to 1,000 followers. We're almost there by football season. Also, you can follow me on Instagram at the Sports Appeal Podcast. My TikTok handle is sports appeal aj my instagram is the sports appeal podcast follow me on all those you can also listen to any other episodes of the podcast on apple Podcasts or spotify just search up the sports appeal also you can go to my homepage anchor.fm slash aj teal to get to all the external links 